No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I'm in here with Life, who you might not know about just yet, but I tell you, very interesting guy. How you doing, man? Man, I'm good. You know, happy to be here. We in this thing. We out here. You want to uh, take a drink just to start this thing off? Mandatory. Let's do it. You came in with the Henny, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Real nigga shit. You feel me? Ooh. Got to do it. Oh, man. I'm supposed to go to a party after this. So me taking that drink right now really makes me think there's going to be a lot more drinks throughout the rest of the night. It's the warm-up. You're going to go to the party and be on before everybody. Porn star party, too. You want to roll through? I might need to be in there. You feel me? You definitely got to be in there. <laughs> you for real But it's shit. not like an Irish bar, though, so I don't know how cool it's going to be. Yeah, that's out. I, <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That's going to be intense. Right. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. You're from Compton? Shit, I'm from Compton, yep. Um, mm. Born and raised. Yeah. Yep. What was your uh, upbringing like out there? I understand that your dad had a pretty uh, heavy presence in the streets. Yeah, like my my mom's basically raised me. You feel me? My pops was like in and out. You feel me? Like he'd come by sometimes. Like I just got vivid memories. He used to come by and just put me up on some some crazy shit. Like my first time seeing a pistol, he pulled up in the Cadillac. He had like an El Dorado. Mm. Like you know what I'm saying. Pulled up, had a shotgun in the middle like a police. I was like, this nigga crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Real shit. So he was like a gangster, but very much during the era where, you know, people tend to be a little bit more low-key. Exactly. Careful. <laughs> like, basically, he was what niggas be rapping about. You know mm. what I'm saying? How niggas be saying he was. It's like, he was. He really was the epitome, epitome of that for me because at that time, it was like, like you said, everybody was really low key. It wasn't cool. You feel mm. me? It was just, but that—that's how he really was. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? On the beginning, I ain't gonna say his name, but the beginning of his, his hood name was Killer, cause he was like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Really like out there with that shit. Holy shit! So and he you, was a crip too. You feel me? Okay. Yep. And so, from your perspective as a kid, are you kind of? Did you feel like you were getting mixed messages in the sense that you maybe have like your mom telling you how to do right, and you got your teachers and everything, and then you, you're just aware that your dad is like totally on the other side of? Life. I mean, for me, I say this shit all the time. Like, I really didn't have no guidance because my mom was working two jobs. Mm. I was the oldest, you know what I'm saying? And she really wasn't, I ain't going to, you know what I'm saying? She hated when I said, but she, in my music, but she really wasn't raising me. You feel me? I was really in the streets, really, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, she really couldn't, wouldn't tell me nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I really was living with my dad's sister. Okay. So like. My mom was out clubbing, running the streets, making money. I, I moved in with my auntie because she had three other kids that uh -huh. was, like, bad like me. I wouldn't say bad, but just, like, you know, they was real rough and shit. My my little brother and my sister was way smaller than me. So it was like I moved in with them and really started. I got to really see what the street life was because she worked two jobs, but she was strict. But at the same time, she would allow you to make your own mistakes. Uh -huh. So she wouldn't be like, hey, stay in the yard. She like, if y'all want to go outside, you know, you can run around the area, do whatever you, we block the block, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember being like 10, walking like 10 blocks to get to the pool, Ludus Park pool, like really just going to that motherfucker. I was like 10. Uh -huh. Yeah. So it was like, I really didn't have nobody telling me right or what was wrong. It was more like, I just learned from my mistakes or if the homie went through some shit, then I would learn from his mistakes. And I was always an observer, so I learned fast, you know what I'm saying? So that's what really, like a lot of my homies is gone or locked up, and I was able to prevail because I observed, like if the homie did this, shit, I ain't doing that. That shit got the homie shot in the face or 
got him life in a jail. So it's like, all right, that ain't the move. You I know mean, that? that's the crazy thing when you really think about the hood is that it's like there's such a an environment that's so dangerous, whether it's like getting yourself shot or getting into trouble with the cops and ending up in jail for however many years. But you're in this environment where there's not a lot of opportunities to go on the, st the straight and narrow. Yeah. But then meanwhile, it's like you're learning as a kid, you're learning the lessons, but a lot of times the ramifications of those lessons, like you fucking up, if your first attempt at gangbanging, if you don't really have somebody who's really putting you on game and telling you what you need to be doing, yeah. the consequences are so devastating. Yeah, real shit, cause it's like, I seen people that was like, my little cousin, he like 17, bro, his first charge, he got like 23 years, first yeah. time in jail. Like you said, his, it's no really, it's no, it's no like in between. It's like when they hit you, it's gonna, it's gonna devastate your life, cause, you just was doing it because this what you seen and this was your way to make money or like your homies was doing it and you, on the other hand, was the person that got the bad end of the stick. And mm -hmm. it's like, 23 years for somebody that's 17, you feel me? That's like, nah, I that's think that's so 100% yeah. wrong. Yeah, it's you know? crazy because they ain't going to never learn life. I don't even care if you fucking, if you're a 16 or 17 year old and you kill somebody straight up, I don't see... Even like 10 years seems like a lot of fucking time and that I feel like a oh huge percentage of people are going to be able to like, that that's a fair punishment. Even less than that, I feel like, I don't know, maybe people think I'm tripping, but I really feel like keeping someone in that environment for that long is so much more likely to turn them into someone who's really dangerous. Oh God, don't turn you into a real savage because that's all you know. Because what it is, is like they putting you in there with 10,000 other criminals. Killers, right. murderers, you probably in that motherfucker for burglarizing some shit. You and know what that's saying? that's the whole thing is that you're gonna learn how to be in the streets and exactly. how to get away with that's shit way better in exactly. there. That's all you learn when you go to jail. Like you in there with niggas that's better than you at being criminals. Mm. So it's no way more it's, it's no it's no like you know what I'm saying you, it's it's just informative, really, because you in there like, yo, man, how you what happened? And he like, hey, when you do this, when you go hit this house, only hit Asians. You mm. know what I'm saying? It's you learning. I learned that from Draco and YG Records, though. That's real, cause, cause exactly, cause they, they really, you know, what I'm saying pastors. So it's like if you really a pastor, that's what you're gonna learn. You not, I went to jail and learned that. You mm. feel me? I wasn't, I was out doing shit just randomly. You know, what I'm saying just trying to get some dollars. But then when I went to jail, you feel me? Somebody from like Mona Park told me like, hey, just hit Asians. They don't believe in banks. You know what I'm saying? Or, 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 or you know, hit Spanish people because they all got all the gold. Or, you know what I'm saying? Uh, black people really don't keep money in the house. Like, I learned. That's the type of shit I was learning. So it's like, yo, jail is not really a re rehabilitation. It's just school. It's, it's gladiator school. So you say that your dad was putting you on to shit, like you, the first time you seen a gun and all this kind of stuff. But was he really there for you in the sense that he was helping you to figure out how to move in the streets once you decided that that's the kind of the road that you wanted to go down? I mean, nah, not really. Nah. It wasn't that kind of relationship. Nah, it he wasn't, wasn't that type that of relationship. Deep. I mean, he everything was accidental. It's not like he pulled up and like, hey, look at this pistol. Look at his shotgun. It's like, I was just, uh, like I said, I was observing. So if I mm. go hop in the car, I, 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 he might told me, go grab a... You know what I'm saying? Go grab the food out the car. I brought y'all some food. Woo -woo, and I go in the car and be looking around mm. and just see, like, damn, this nigga got a big ass gun right here. You feel me? Mm. And with that being said, it just made an imprint on my life that I remember that. Like, I remember that vividly getting in the car and this nigga got a big ass shotgun in the car. And, like, as I got older, I would hear, like, people saying shit about him. People from his hood, like, yo, ooh, yo, ooh, ooh. And I'm like, oh, this nigga was a real killer. He was really out here. Mm. So now it all it all starts to make sense to me. Right. Okay. You so your dad's still around though? 
he got shot. He dead. Oh damn. Yeah, you feel me? And it's crazy because, like, he got shot from from his own homies. You know what I'm saying? On Christmas morning, On right? Christmas, the day before Christmas, he was delivering, cause he was a cool dude. You know what I'm saying? So like, he was delivering Christmas trees to my sister. You know what I'm saying? And he stopped in his hood, but he one of them dudes that like. You know, he old school, so it's like, but he still be around on the block and shit. So it's like when he went to the block, he stopped in his hood to talk to his homie. It was some young, younger niggas out there. And um, you know, he had like a couple of words, cause my brother, my brother was like at that age, you know what I'm saying? The other dudes that he had words with. And he was telling me, hey, if y'all ain't gonna catch, if y'all ain't gonna fight, then you niggas gotta get on. He was really like G checking him. Mm. And then um what happened was, oh, the dude put a, the, the the dude put a gun out on him. And then he was like, shit, if you pull a gun out, you already know what time it is. You gonna kill me, or I'm gonna come kill you. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how it went down. Cause was he at the point in his life at that point where he was like mostly out of that environment? Yeah, he, was, he was out of that shit, but he still was a gangster genetically. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like, but he wasn't like out there banging and shit. Like he was an old man. Right. But he still had the same blood in him. So it's like that's how they did him. I got a friend who died like almost exactly the same way where he was like, basically he's in the same position where he was almost maybe like 30, but he was like out of the hood yeah. and he like ended up in the neighborhood one night, ended up getting in a little argument with some like younger kid in the neighborhood or whatever. And that kid just comes and fucking shoots him in the head. Yeah. And it was like, it feels like that's what's crazy is that dudes get to the point in their life where they 100% shouldn't have to worry about that shit anymore. Real shit. But that just somehow it just one still ends up, up following him. Yeah, that shit crazy, bro. That is crazy because... Most of the niggas that be getting shot, you know what I'm saying, and get killed, them niggas be on some whole other shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? My my um homie Frog, R. P. Frog, you feel me? Like he was on some other shit too. Like, and he was just getting his car while on his birthday, and some mix up he got in from somebody else, from his cousin. It's like me and you being cousin, you from somewhere, and then um you got enemies too, but you hanging with me, I'm your blood. Mm. So they basically looking at me like shit, you were him, so you know, guilty by association. It's crazy. It's crazy too because I feel like you know Nipsey's a prime example of that too. Real shit. He's like, way past all that time during his life where something like what happened to him seemed likely. Yeah, like I never imagined. You know what I'm saying? That happened to a nigga like that. But that's the streets don't love nobody. Mm. Feel me? So it's like I always look at it like it's one. It only take one person to just be like, fuck it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? One bullet. Nigga could be walking his daughter to school. One person could come up and do the dirty work, and it's over for mm -hmm. for any. It could happen to anybody. What happened to Nipsey could happen to anybody. It's niggas in their hood every day that's doing. You know what I'm saying righteously, but at the end of the day, it only take one person. Facts. So you started getting caught up, or you started getting more into the streets. At what age? When did it really start? That you started right, getting shit. I'm a. Um, so. When I was in the streets, I'd probably be like sixth grade, you feel me? Like oh, fifth no. grade, I was getting in trouble. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Fifth grade, I was getting suspended. That's probably when it started. I was getting kicked out of school. Then sixth grade is really when the gangs was introduced to niggas. You know what I'm saying? That's when you kind of have to start choosing you, you your You got to choose your sides because it's like, yo, at that point, it's you in a sixth, but it's niggas in an eighth. That's like 18, 17. Mm -hmm. You know, they already deep in the shit. So it's like when you get into sixth grade, it's pretty much when the shit get real, you know what I'm saying? Uh huh. So basically, like sixth grade, and then you get to high school, that shit full fledged. You mm -hmm. feel me? And so, are you looking at it like you you just is there no choice? Like you got to get down with something, and are you feeling like you got to be a crip because of your dad? 
Nah, not even, cause like, for me, all my cousins is Crips. You know what I'm saying? Me, all my homies is Bloods. Uh huh. But what happened was my my older cousin ended up being a Blood. You feel me? He was a power roof. So like, I looked up to that nigga in a sense at at like a young age, cause this nigga had all the fly shit, had Beamer with TVs and a hairrest. That made me like, I need to get some money. That's when I started doing illegal shit. You know what I'm saying? And he was a power rule, so that made me be like, oh, this is how power rules is. You know what I'm saying? My home school, power rules. You know what I'm saying? My homies, power rules. So it's like, for me, it, it was an easy choice because that shit was already in me. It's like everybody that I'm hanging with, it's power rules. My family was crips, but they going to love me regardless. You know what I'm saying? That's how it works? You felt like they, you weren't worried about them sort of being upset with you for that? I mean, niggas was upset, but at the end of the day, if you a solid person, it's like, you niggas just gonna be like, damn, that's fucked up, bro. But like, all right, right we still love you. You know what I'm saying? So you become power rule. What does that really entail at that point? Like, this just sort of, is there any kind of ceremony you get jumped in at any point? I mean, is that not really happening? On, you get courted on, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you gotta get down with a couple niggas, but it's like, for me, it was like a family because my homies that I grew up with was already from this shit. So it's mm -hmm. like, it was easy for me. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so when you when you start getting into that way of life though, do you feel like all of a sudden it's like it's really on in the sense like if somebody who you're associated with gets beat up, hurt, shot, whatever, that you really like, are you really taking on that level of like I have to avenge anything that happens? I'm gonna to be somebody? honest, like for me, <clears throat> I was always like I was just I was observing. So it's like if you did something to the homie, it was my homie, but it was like my brother. You know what I'm saying? So I was the type of nigga like, hey, you know what? Y'all niggas finna go do this shit over here. Y'all finna go slide on these niggas. But, you know, that's, that shit's stupid. You know what I'm saying? Because what's going to happen, you niggas going to get caught. But if y'all want to go, I'm going to go. But I'm going to tell you, like, this shit, you going to get caught. I never would. I ain't going to lie to niggas and be like, I was the nigga that was gang telling everybody, hey, like, we finna go slide on the enemies. I'm not that dude. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm more smarter than that. I'm the dude that was like, hey. This is the repercussions of this happening. And if you niggas is really that much, you know what I'm saying, furious about what happened and you want to go retaliate, I'll go with you. Come on. But this is this is the consequences. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when that fire happened, I told the homies, these are the consequences. This is what could happen. And it happened. Did that slow you down a lot? Or did that make you think like, holy shit, I don't want to get... Nah, not really. <laughs> I mean, it didn't even slow them niggas down. Right, really. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it didn't slow me down, but... For me, I had a I had I had a son, so it was like, I'm a person. My dad went there. My mom, I I put family first before anything. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I need to be here to teach this dude not to take the same steps that I took. You know what I'm saying? And and teach, I, cause I feel like if I had guidance, I'd be in the NBA. <laughs> you mm -hmm. feel me? I'd be a lawyer or some real shit. I, it's like, I was. I just didn't have nobody to keep me on track. Like, you feel me? To be like, hey, that's the bad move. It's like, mm. everything that I did, I just have to learn from it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that is the tough thing when you really think about it, too, because kids that come from, like, rich families and shit, they get fucking arrested for shoplifting or caught fucking, you know, pushing somebody's fucking mailbox over or something. And then they, yeah. the parents, like, really get involved, like, in a lot of the situations. Exactly. And there's just so much of, like, intervention and, like, you get in trouble and the parents really give a fuck. You get suspended and the parents are really upset. Yeah. And that sort of, like, creates at least an atmosphere where it's like, okay, somebody's trying to stop them from doing that. Whereas exactly. a lot of kids who grow up in the hood or whatever, it's like they barely – they get suspended. They barely have parents around to really, like, exactly. enforce the fact that that's a bad thing to happen. Exactly. You know? and, and also it's like 
when your parents are around, you just got a better like blueprint of like what you should be doing. Even mm -hmm. though niggas don't listen, nobody listens to their parents. But just the fact that you got somebody on your shoulder constantly nagging you, like, hey, if you do this, this is gonna happen. You mm -hmm. messing up in school, this is gonna happen. Keeps you kind of focused in a sense. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not, it refocus you when you do get off track. So mm -hmm. it's like. I never had that. A lot of kids in the inner city don't got that. Yeah. And then the mamas don't even know how to talk to a man that's like, you feel me? How you going to talk to this boy? It's, you can only tell him so much. It takes a man to raise a man. Mm. You feel me? And we got moms out here trying to be a father, but it's like, that shit ain't really working. Look that's at the tough. statistics. It's like impossible. Definitely. So side note, you grew up going to high school with Kendrick and shit? Oh, yeah. I went to school with Kendrick. Yep. So and he was just super... Regular guy at that point was even rapping yet? I mean, Ken, we was rapping. We used to battle all the time. Okay. Yeah, Kendrick, my dog. He so, was just a dude rapping in the school, though? You weren't like, oh, this guy might sell sell 10 million records in the I future? I never thought in a million years. I always thought, I think to this day, I'm going to be the nigga to sell the million. So it's <laughs> like, when I'm rapping with Kendrick, I'm thinking, shit, this nigga hard. This is my bro. We going to go to the top. But I'm not like, hey, this nigga going to be Kendrick. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's how life is. Life is crazy like that. It's hard know? to predict that shit, though, because I remember when Kendrick was supposed to be the next dude where people were talking about him online and shit. Yeah. Talking about him for a long time before it actually started to happen. And then it's like, dudes keep getting to higher and higher levels. But mm -hmm. it's like, you can always, like, I could look at somebody and be like, he's mad talented. I think yeah. he's got a future. But that doesn't mean, you know. I ain't gonna lie, but I'm gonna tell you one thing that made me think, like, this nigga is different. Um, we used to walk from school. You know what I'm saying? And we go to this go his house. He lived in my neighborhood. Right. Like he had a two-story house where, where I was from. So I walk, we went to the same school. So we'll walk home together. You know what I'm saying? Right. We'll stop at his house. This nigga will be in there practicing. Practicing music. Music. Really? Like writing shit, dissecting music. And I just couldn't fathom it. I I like I went like four or five times, never went back. Really? Because I wasn't that type of dude. You know what I'm saying? Cause I would, you you might have wanted to make music, but you weren't thinking of it like a fucking scientist. Exactly. Was really he's gonna... like he's a scientist. Like he's thinking of it as a scientist. Not only that, I was I was more engulfed in just street shit. So I was entertained by that. You feel me? He Kendrick had both of his parents. Like I said, so it's like he was. I just feel like you have better tools when you got both of your parents. It's mm. just it's inevitable. Like your 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 the tools in a shed is just sharper. You know what I'm saying? Because you got your pops, you got your moms, you getting both sides of the spectrum. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's so true. It's so much easier to get like a fucking solid upbringing like that. So when did you start going to in and out of prison? When did you catch your first case that actually landed in your prison? I called my first case when I was like in the eighth grade. Okay. I was going to jail from sixth though. Like sixth grade, I was going to jail. The thing about that is when you that young, your mama can come get you. You know what I'm saying? She can come get you out. So it's like, I even was so, like I said, I'm observing. So I was so smart. My cousins was older than me. Mm -hmm. So I get caught and call them like, hey, come get me. My mm -hmm. moms would never know. You know what I'm saying? Until you get to that age. And once you get to like the eighth grade, then juvenile hall, YA, all that shit come into play. So it's like, you're not getting out. You've right. been in here. You got priors. You got, you've been in here six times for this shit. Now you're going to jail. Right. Not even going to jail because I'd be in like LP, but it's like now you stand here. What kind of stuff was it that you're getting caught for? Burglaries, pistol. I had a pistol case when I was young. You feel me? Like how young? Really, like seventeen. Okay, and you're just running around with it on you. I just had it on me. My homie was like, uh, I was burglarizing shit, so I had cars and shit when I was like fourteen, fifteen. Uh -huh. Had a car. I went to the. We went to the. We was going to see some girls and like 
on like Maine and San Pedro or some shit. You know what I'm saying? 64th and San Pedro, some shit. It was in Swans though, you feel me? So we was going to go see two girls, me and the homie. And like when we hit the block, I had dark tent on my car. I had like this interpreter. I thought that motherfucker was fly. We hit the block and the police gang unit was coming out. So they seen two black niggas with hats on. They bust a U-turn, you feel me? Got behind us. By the time they get behind us, we already been through the whole, like, if we knew what they was going to do. So they we hopped out the car. Mm-hmm. They got on us. The girls was outside at that point. They took the keys out of my pocket, searched the car, put us in back of the car, threw the keys on the top of the hood. At that point, I lean over and tell the homie, like, hey, I'm not going back to jail. We in a task force car, so that meaning... It wasn't a real police car. It was just a Crown Vic with a with a bar glass in, in, in the middle, but you could still open the doors. I'm in cuffs. I open it with my teeth. Boom. Fall out the car. Once they threw the, the gun on top of the car, I'm like, I ain't going to jail. So I fell out the car after I opened it, got on. And then the homie still in the car. You're handcuffed I'm running? I'm handcuffed, getting on. So it's like, I'm getting on down to San Pedro. Some nigga pull up in the van, random man. Hey, get in. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get you a little... So Guy I, who just casually decides he wants to be involved in a, a felony? Ca- yeah, <laughs> casually. Be, but look, let me tell you what happened, That's though. the hood, though. Everybody That's just kind of got each other's I'm back, I'm going to tell you huh? the other part of the hood, though. When a nigga seen the police hit the corner, that nigga closed the door on me. Oh, man. <laughs> I run into yeah. the truck and fall. Police get on me. Boom, boom, As soon as I get out, the homie think this is the proper... This is the right time to run. After I get caught, this nigga hop out. I'm like, this nigga crazy, B. So we sitting there. The homie was gone for like 45 to an hour, though. They had to get the dogs out. The helicopter was out. They caught the nigga. But the good thing about this is since they took the keys out of my pocket, it was an illegal search. So we ended up getting a DA reject. That's you, a, that's illegal? Yeah. You can't take the keys you up can't, If we ain't driving, why are you pulling us over? Right. You feel me? So we wouldn't drive. You've seen us driving, but when you got behind us, all you have to do is frisk us, CRID, because we not in the car. Uh-huh. You took the keys from us, opened the vehicle, and searched it. Illegal search. Wow. You just took somebody's property and went in their car for no reason. Dumbass cops. That seems exactly. so obvious. Exactly. So we got on. We got we got away with that. <laughs> so what, was, you got any other good stories about getting arrested? Was there like any? Uh, was there one big dramatic one that sent you to jail for years? I mean, one story that I went to jail for like a year and a half. I, I, most I did was like a year and a half was the most time. I'm smart, be like I thought I went to jail for burglary. How did this happen? So like when I went to jail and it, I just had turned like I was like 18 at this point. So mm-hmm. I ain't go to juvenile hall. I went to jail, jail. And, and and is it like every time like you're 12 and you're thinking like oh I can just get in trouble as much as I want, and nothing's mm-hmm. gonna happen. No, and then, I wasn't thinking. But then you start getting juvenile hall, and then like you're like, well this ain't that bad. And then you turn 18 and you start getting arrested for real. I ain't gonna lie, man. Like jail, that shit wasn't that bad. My first time going to camp was like I went to a sports camp. Uh-huh. The talent is in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you check niggas that's in the hood, they talented, but they just succumb to so much, you know, negativity. It's like so much shit that could stop you from achieving your goals. You mm-hmm. feel me? So, like, when I went to jail for the first time, I went to Camp uh, Cleopatra. You know what I'm saying? Cleopatra, which is a, a sports camp. All game members in that motherfucker, though. But all these niggas is nice at something, whether it's baseball, football, basketball. We go to other schools, so we'll go to, like, Crenshaw High, and we'll play them. Mm-hmm. And our girls could come to the school. That shit was crazy. I liked it at that camp. I was happy to be there. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So 
But after that camp, shit started getting real. Like they was putting a nigga in real cells. And I was like, this out. So then when I went to jail, when I turned 18, I, I forgot how the fuck I even got. Oh yeah. I was in Norwalk. Yeah, I went to, I tried to pass on some shit in Norwalk. Got caught. Like the homie had just got shot. And me and him trying to pass, he telling me, like, hey, you see this man across the street? Mm. That nigga watching us. And me, I was like, he you lying. That nigga ain't watching us. Let's just hit this shit. We're gonna get this money and we're gonna get on. Mm-hmm. The dude happened to be watching us. So but by the time I stick the screwdriver in the door, the police swoop up on us. Now when it was a lady cop, so when she hopped out the car, she had a big ass desert eagle. And a homie he was just shot. So he can't run. I'm thinking, I'm telling this nigga, I'm gonna come back for you. I'm about to get on though. Right. And that nigga just looked at me like, you gonna leave me? I'm like, we, we both can't go to jail. Yeah. But I stayed for the nigga though. You know what I'm saying? We both went to jail. Uh-huh. Fucked up situation. Went to jail for two years. You ended up regretting it? I got a strike for that shit. So hell yeah, I regret it. Mm. I got a strike on my record for that. So That's the number one thing you're afraid of, huh? I, I What I'm afraid of is doing life. Life. Feel me? That'd that would be really shit. ironic and fucked up. Exactly. Name, yeah. You feel me? If you hear what I'm saying. So it's like, that was the most fucked up shit that I went to jail for because I got a strike for that. Yeah. That whole lifestyle of just doing burglaries and robberies and shit, is that shit just, it just seems so crazy. Like, in terms of, like, it's easier for me to imagine running like a cocaine empire. Yeah. And not getting caught. Whereas when you're doing the robberies and shit, it's like, it's just, it's just your every single time you do anything cost cost a living is just getting caught up in that shit. That's what that's what I mean by like I was observing is that's what I learned. It's like nigga, you really out here gambling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is a dice game. You gonna hit and then you gonna crap out. Yeah. And you gonna crap out more than you hit. So it's like I learned that. But were you getting addicted to that payday of getting, you know, I learned a other significant ways to get money. money. I did it to I I from a young age, I started so young, so it's like by the time I got that strike, I still was hitting shit after that, but I was just smart. So I'll be like, I'll get some of the young homies and be like, y'all niggas ain't got no records, y'all ain't got no strikes, y'all niggas could hit all this. I'm gonna draw y'all niggas, I'm gonna be outside. So I got smarter, you know what I'm saying? Getaway driver still can't Getaway kinda driver, you feel me? So, but then the homie got caught for that and ended up getting 23 years. So for then being I a getaway to- driver? No, he was the nigga going in. Oh, okay. So then I had to stop that. I was like, that's out. You feel me? Like, niggas mm. still going to get life. So whether it's my life or somebody else's, like. Definitely. It's the homie. So, like, that shit is out. That's crazy. Before we get into the music, uh, Suge was, like, your OG? Or how would you describe this relationship? Man, Suge, my homie, that nigga just called me, like, two, three weeks ago. Really? Yeah, like, I used to live with Suge. Like, that's my dog. He showed me so much. I used to want to ask the nigga, like, what really happened to Tupac, man? But that nigga, I just never asked him. <laughs> I feel like I've watched enough Vlad videos about the Tupac shit that I get it now because I've heard so many different yeah. people talk about it and shit. And also, this is podcast Mob James and them called Gangster Chronicles. I've been yeah, listening to. I've seen that. I've seen the Vlad shit. Yeah. Man, they talk about a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, at that point, that shit wouldn't even out. And also, it's different coming from the nigga that's right next to the dude. You know what I'm saying? It's like I was because ta- the other homie Menace. This nigga Compton Menace? Yeah, so he He's supposed I was, to come through at some point. Shout yeah, out to I was him. just with that nigga like two, three days ago, and, oh, okay. I, and he was and, and his his uh his BMs daddy is one of the niggas that was with Puffy. Okay, you feel me? I ain't gonna say his name, but he was the nigga that was with Puffy side by side, one of the niggas that was running all them niggas. Uh-huh. So it's like for me, it's hard to fathom. Like niggas was really around legends because the whole culture is built off. This, this Suge, like, Suge brought a lot of these niggas to the game. Like, 
people don't give him credit because whatever the case is. But if you think about it, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Tupac, uh, Corrupt, Das, Dillinger, like he responsible for all these people. So it's like, Suge is a real OG. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How do you feel about like the reputation that he has in rap at this point where it's kind of like, you know, you feel like a lot of people just kind of view him as like the devil and like, is it hard for you to view that when you've had positive experiences with him? Not really. Cause like the nigga did a lot of crazy shit, but <laughs> how I look at it is like this, which I was having a conversation with the homie the other day, which was when you get in this industry, niggas is not your friends. You mm. know what I'm saying? So Suge was somebody that, took that and ran with it. He knew that. So the shit he done was just to benefit whatever he was building. He wasn't thinking about like, all right, this is his family. So it's like a lot of people doing that shit today. A lot of infrastructures and, and empires are built off this nigga method. So it's like, mm -hmm. how could you really think of him like that when everybody is really running their shit like that? It's crazy because when I listen to people talk about the Suge shit, basically it's like he just chose to make death row completely surrounded everybody involved was like gangbangers and largely people who had never been outside the hood never been on shit yeah. so it's like when you look at him it's kind of like almost like when people have the conversation about six nine and i'm not saying this shook is like a six nine yeah. but it's like if you get to the point where you're all of a sudden experiencing huge success in the music game you should be careful about just associating yourself with a bunch of people that really don't play by any fucking rules yeah. and are just doing their own thing. And it's like, yeah, Shug, I think Suge was addicted, and I'm saying this as somebody who doesn't know him, but he seemed like he was addicted to just having the toughest motherfuckers around him and kind of ignored the fact that there's a lot of bad shit that can kind of come with that. Yeah, now I seen this post the other day which was saying like, you really, if you make it and, and nobody around you made it, nigga, you didn't make it, you right. know what I'm saying? So with that being said, it's like, it's hard to be from somewhere like Compton, where all you got is your brothers, like all you got is each other. So and get on and not give nobody no position. Mm. Niggas is killers everywhere you go. You know what I'm saying? So it's like our our burglarizers, our robbers, any city, any place you go to, if you from the hood, that's who you're around. You I'm pretty sure you got homies that do whatever, but they still your homies. So it's like, am I gonna deny you to like to hang with me, nigga. We gonna get to this money. I got homies who like pull up to the studio and sell you a couple perks. That's it. They're not killing anybody. I don't think. Shit, them perks is killing niggas. Don't That's true. Of, in the long run, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but isn't that so crazy to think that literally, like, if you pulled up, and I know that this is probably not something you're doing, but if you pulled up to a celebrity and sold them some drugs, and then that person died, then then you'd be literally able to catch a murder case off selling somebody like ten dollars worth of yeah, pills. Nah, that's out. I don't believe in that. That's stupid, nigga. You did the drug. You know what you? I'm just a nigga. I'm a middleman. But so I do get you? it when it's like people is like serving fentanyl and shit exactly. like that. Exactly. You, you serving know? that phosphorized shit? Mm -hmm. Then yeah. But if you just like I'm just the middleman, it's like I don't believe you should get you should be held up in court for murder. I guess like the only thing that's good about it is that it might make people not want to sell drugs at all because they're scared of that. But really, they should just be smarter and get burner phones and stop fucking texting each other when they're committing these crimes. That's what I don't be understanding. But but you know, that's because people be taking this shit lightly. It's mm -hmm. like, bro, I don't understand why niggas be doing so many crimes off their phone and they able to pull up your phone. My dog went to the feds and he said they had some cold-ass devices. He was switching up phones. Mm -hmm. They had like a radar gun that they could shoot in your direction. And it'll pick up all your, whoever on the phone making calls, it'll pick up their waves. Wow. They'll go put that shit in Pro Tools and they'll depict who it was. So it's like, even if you switching phones, you still can get caught if you're at that level. But mm. 
I still don't see why niggas be on a phone with their name on it. Oh, yeah. Talking dirty and talking all type of slime. Motherfuckers are really be running a whole drug empire off their phone and just not think twice about it. Like, if, like really, sometimes I'll see the homie and he's on a burner and I'm just like, damn. I'm like, you really selling coke. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Because, <laughs> like, you, you know, like, damn, you actually give a fuck. You must be selling a lot of coke if you really bother to go get in that phone. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people I know that are selling all kinds of drugs and they ain't got no burner. They ain't got no burner. That nigga's selling keys, boy. <laughs> I mean, I, or... You're just running your nice little business, selling your eight balls, making your money, but you're smart enough to have a burner. I'm not saying it's going to really protect you in the long run. Yeah. I don't know. The cops, if they really want to get you, they're going to get you. Yeah. But it's nice to not have a fucking permanent record of your yeah, shit in your out. iCloud. Yeah, because that's how iPhone is the fed, so I don't know. I mean, when I, when I heard about Melly... And, you know, he's a friend of mine, so I'm, like, concerned when I hear yeah. that he had a double murder case. And I'm reading about the, the evidence that the cops have. And I'm reading about how they got the cell phone records of the yeah. driving. I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah. You don't want to be a criminal That's why I be days. talking to the homie. I'll be like, this shit is hard to fathom. But maybe niggas is just getting stupider as time go by. Because I, I don't, I just hard for me to fathom that you knock two of your homies down and then you got all the evidence. Mm. It's like, who ain't going to think about, I got my phone on me. Oh shit! Let me put this phone out. Oh, I sent the text to to the homie and told him to meet up with me, and he died immediately after he mm. fucking answered that motherfucking got on the call. It's like who don't think? I I don't know how you don't think that type of shit. Yeah. Because if you could think it, the feds got a whole team of people working on that type of shit. Like, Dudes live their whole lives just praying that the cops will never get interested in them. Because if the cops get interested in you, it's over. Fucked, yeah. They just pray and pray and pray that the cops will just never actually want to look into them. Which, hey, you might get lucky. You, you might, might never run into that. Yeah, but too many niggas like to be flexing and just balling out. So it's like, mm. once you get to that level of the money, like you heard about the dude that was pressing up the pills, like the, but with fitting on shit and selling them on a the black web. Oh, yeah. I did nigga, hear about this. That nigga made billions. But yeah. like you said, his phone, he was still on his phone, on his regular phone. Yeah. The police got on him, waited three years, caught the nigga at his lowest point and blasted him. Now he in jail doing bad. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? From from having drop heads and phantoms and Ferraris to in jail, can't even get a pack of noodles. <sighs> That's crazy. I know. That's why I can never get into it no matter what. Once in a blue moon, I'll hear about how much money people are making selling drugs. I'm like, damn, am I really turning that down? And then I remember... <laughs> What a 10-year jail sentence would feel like. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I guess I'm exactly. good. That shit out, 10 years, you're going to come back, car's going to be flying. 10 years kind of light. That shit light, but it ain't light out here. Mm. 10 years go by, all type of shit change. For sure, but I'm saying, like, you could get 10 years for, for anything. You know, yeah. That's not even a, that's not a body. Yeah, no, nah, that ain't nobody mm. for sure. But 10 years is still a long-ass time. So when you make the decision that you really wanted to get focused on music and step away from all that shit i mean really uh i've been doing music but like when i met my dog you know what i'm saying and he just was telling me the possibilities and shit like i should focus on this you feel me so i was like shit let's try it mm. and once he was making shit materialize that he was saying to me i was like oh this shit real you know what i'm saying so let me stand back because i can't fathom going to jail when I could have been doing something else. It might take more time. It might take three years, it might take two, it might take one, but I can't fathom getting that, you know, four five racks off one passer and try to hit another one and going to jail in 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I got kids, so it's like, I started taking my shit serious about, I would say about probably like serious, serious, about a year and a half, you know okay. what I'm saying? 
So your style is a little bit more lyrical than what we're used to. How would you define your style? For me, I'm like, I, I would define myself as I am lyrical, but also like I could dumb down and, and just, I could do anything. Like I'm like, I'm like LeBron of rapping mm. or quiet. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I could do anything. I'm good at everything at, when it comes to lyrics and, and music. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I kind of skipped over. Like you were involved with Black Wall Street or is yeah. that was that your introduction to being involved in the music world at all? That was my introduction. Okay. Game introduced me. But uh -huh. I was rapping before that. I was in the hood. And Game had, like, was was dropping his shit. He was hot. You know what I'm what saying? What year was this? Mm, this was probably, like, 2011. Okay. So like, sort of later era it, in Game's career. But I mean, when Game, when was Game? He came out, like, 2003, 2004. But oh, yeah. The, nah, that this, was G-Unit Game. Nah, yeah. Nah, that was probably so around. It was around the time with G-Unit. Oh, so that you know long ago. Okay. So it was yeah. So I, I I got on a track. Well, I didn't get on a track with him. I did a track. He put it on his mixtape. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And that motherfucker was like the hottest song on his mixtape. And but at that time I was still burglarizing shit and doing all type of shit. I wouldn't get no money from that. So I was like, I ain't stopping doing nothing I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So like I went to jail like in the peak of that shit. If you look on Game Documentary CD, I'm on that motherfucker. Like the 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 uh. I'm a little ass baby, but you gonna see me on there like on a on a documentary actual video because it came with a it, the documentary came with a, a DVD for his actual documentary. Okay. Visual his visual documentary. And so you were young, you were around from from that super young there. age. Yeah, I was there. Wow. I moved out the house like I said, 16, 15, I was already moved out. Uh huh. I lived on Brazil like with the game. So when you so you get locked up and then do you come back and do you still have association with them? When I came back, you know what I'm saying. I had did like a year. I came back at that point. Him and his brother was beefing. I'm a, I'm from Cedar. You know what I'm saying. Uh -huh. So my loyalty is to the block. So when I came back, game went there. But game had like you know two. I put out a CD. I low key was just talking shit and shit. Game contacted like one of my homies and was like. Tell life to pull up, you know what I'm saying? So I pulled up, and that's how I got back in contact with him. Okay. Pull up, like, was it was it beef when you pulled up? Nah, it was just like, come to the studio. Okay. Yeah. What's his brother's name? Fazo? Big Face. Oh, Fazo. Right, right, right. Okay. So then uh, you started to be a writer for a period of time? Were you helping I out? I wrote it, yeah. I helped out write a lot of shit. Yep. Were you writing his shit or writing whose shit? I mean, you feel me? I ain't going to put a nigga on blast and nobody because I wrote for a lot of niggas. You know what I'm saying? Right. But in general, yeah. I mean, that's, that's I don't know how much of a secret that is. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the homie crazy. You hear this, man? Listen, <laughs> like I said. It's weird when you're in the music industry and you know shit and you don't know if you're supposed to say shit. Oh, God. And yeah. I hear you. But I'm going to tell you this. You say too much, niggas might try to blackball you. Mm. I'm too early in this shit, so it's like, mm. you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. That's right. You can talk around it like that. I don't know. I mean, it does feel like shit has changed so much where, like, the accusation that you had shit written for you used to seem like the craziest nah, accusation. that shit don't mean nothing. I was watching that Cardi B reality show on Netflix the other day, and some guy, like, performed, and he was pretty good, and Cardi was like, you should write for me. And everybody laughs. Yeah. I'm like, man, time's yeah. unchanged. Yeah, nah, that shit definitely changed. Because, like, you could write for people, nobody cares. As long, long as the song, I, yeah. 
know what I'm saying? I feel like I'll, there's been so many people, like the Drake thing was such a big deal when that happened, but now like, cause like I have actual evidence that's happened on my show and other people's shows of 6ix9ine not writing his own shit. To me, mm. it's like concrete evidence. He doesn't write his own shit. Nobody even wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to make videos about it. Nobody gives a fuck. Because 6ix9ine is more of an entertainer. Yeah. He's not a rapper. Everybody just accepts it from him. Exactly. It's like, of course he doesn't write his own shit. He, Why would he? Exactly. He's a he's character. Just, he's just a character, so nobody gives a fuck. But if you heard somebody like J. Cole didn't write oh, this yeah. shit, then you like, oh shit, nah, we got to blast this. You know what I'm saying? That's blasphemy. Yeah, that would definitely be a little weird. But, but Cardi B too, it's like, Cardi B is an entertainer. In Nobody. terms of you writing shit though, were you just looking at it like, well, fuck it, I'll do it. I need money. I'll, I'll write some fucking shit. I don't care. Keep it real. I was looking at it like this is a stepping stone for me to get where I'm going. Like Chris Brown, I met so many niggas writing for other niggas. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I was just looking at it like a stepping stone. But the thing is this: like when you're writing for other people, they want to keep you a secret. Not mm. in the sense of they want people not to know you're writing for them. More in the sense like you're not going to be an artist. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're not going to be an artist, but you know what I'm saying? You could meet other people and shit. Like you meet, you get a lot of resources, but as in, in the terms of you being an actual artist, they're kind of trying to keep you away from that because they want to take your good shit. Exactly. Cause it, then you competing with them. Mm. You feel me? Especially if you from the same hood or some shit like that. So you feel like you had to leave behind the writing shit in order to sort of become yourself publicly? I mean, I just felt like me giving up my shit, the. The return wasn't, it wasn't worth it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, I'm giving you million dollar songs. I'm hearing shit on the radio. Yeah. You paying me fucking crumbs. Yeah. I'll be poor. I'll fucking eat out, i eat noodles forever before I do that. You know what I'm saying? Now, when I was at that point of where my mentality was, it's like, I didn't have that growth yet. So I had to learn and like see that it was not a fair exchange mm. so fuck it you might as well because it's like if you doing that then picture how low they looking at you like i'm giving this nigga whoa, 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 you know what i'm saying and this motherfucker i'm making millions off this motherfucker you a fucking peasant basically mm. niggas will never treat me like that but in terms of how i felt myself that's what i felt like like i'm writing hits for niggas and shit I'm in this motherfucker trying to motherfucking can't even get a motherfucking pair of pampers in this bitch. You mm. feel me? So it's like, why am I doing this? I mean, it's like a good position for somebody who's not trying to be out there on front street, but at a certain point, it's like you want the respect for the shit that you're capable I of. Mean, to be a ghostwriter is to permanently not get the respect. Yeah. That's what you're signing up for is to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, exactly. And my thing is this. Everybody know that I could rap. You know mm. what I'm saying? Niggas in the streets... Niggas in the industry, they know like this nigga's a good rapper. Now, that that means nothing to execs or like people that's actually making money off this shit. They just think you're very talented. And you know, that shit can mean a lot to a nigga like me mm. that ain't putting out platinum CDs. But at the end of the day, it's not good enough to like be in a rim like these where these people are your peers. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, this nigga good. He good. But it's not in the fact of like, you ain't got no album sales. You ain't doing numbers. So it's like nobody cares. I mean, yeah, it's like writing shit for somebody makes a lot of sense if you are making a lot of money off it. If you're making a lot of bread, then it makes sense. And certain people as songwriters get to the point where they're making a lot of shit, a lot of money. But like being just like an in-house dude who's working with some other artist. Yeah, that's out. That's going to go nowhere. Yeah. So everybody that's writing shit and you in-house, 
it's gonna go nowhere. Right. Because they have no plan on doing nothing for you. It's just write my shit, I'm gonna give you these couple hundreds and cool. Right. So now that you're fully like in the game, you signed and shit, right? Yeah. So now, how do you feel like you have to move as in terms of like actually building up your solo career for real? I mean, for me, I feel like it's like no pun intended. You feel me? But like it's a marathon. You feel me? So it's like you really building brick by brick. Mm. Especially now, like I could blow up. I could probably go write a song that'll blow me up tomorrow. But it's like, do I want that? Not really, because it's like I ain't in it to be famous. That'll make you famous. You'll get some money and be famous. But like, we all know there's so many artists out here that had that hit, that overnight success, and we don't talk about them niggas right now. Mm. I don't want to be that guy. I want niggas to look at me like, yo, this nigga is up here with the greats. So I feel like with that being said, I got to build brick by brick. You know what I'm saying? Song by song. Mm. No, that's true for sure. I mean, nowadays... If you're not going to be a rapper who's basically just going to be a fucking stream machine, a meme, somebody who's just going to come out and just like, you know, make a bunch of shit that's going to do well in the short term, I feel like, you know, like just I was listening to somebody uh, do a radio interview with Dave East the other day, and he was just straight up like, he's like, I know I'm not going to be somebody who comes out and just makes a million dollars overnight. It's like, this is a real career. Like, I'm signing up to like exactly. build up a long-term personality identity in the public eye to be able to monetize in the long run. I feel exactly. like if you're not a cartoon, if you're the kind of guy who just is like a real person, a real rapper, and you're not chasing after the money from getting 12-year-olds to stream your shit, exactly. you gotta be willing to like sign up to like really build be a career, you know? Yeah, so that's basically what it is. There's a lot of people I respect like that too. Like I, I look at like Vince Staples' career. He never had like a moment where he like really tried to go out and become a pop star, but he's just like keeps grinding and grinding. And like I really respect people who are able to like create careers out of that's, that sort of. That's what I'm on. Like I'm trying to just grind. You feel me? And just take that shit to the pinnacle. Cause like overnight that shit ain't for me. I don't want to just do some shit and just be streamed up for a couple of months and be over. Like you trying to find that same success like you fucking addicted to crack because you got to find it because once mm -hmm. you don't got it nobody talking about you because that's what they know you for like and then sometimes i feel like just my opinion like people that do have that success at that moment it's like if you don't come out with another song or whatever meme whatever the fuck it is that's at that level your shit could be hot as fuck you mm -hmm. could have the hottest shit but if it ain't hot as your last one or better than nobody gives a fuck. It's like that nigga doing bad now. Yeah, that nigga only did three million fucking streams. My nigga, that last shit did fifty million. This nigga's mm. a bum. It's crazy though when you realize how many people's streams is fake. How many people's YouTube views is fake. That too. That too. I be seeing that shit every day. I be looking at niggas like this nigga got five million followers. Now me, I'm a smart motherfucker. I'm gonna really calculate your shit. So you probably got like 250. Once you hit that 250, you like, let me go get three million. So just to make it look good, mm. get more money. You know what I'm saying? There's a rapper that I still to this day cannot fuck with because he bought a hundred thousand views for his interview back in the day. And I, even though now I don't think that's that out of the ordinary, it was just like so obvious, and I know he did it. And every time I see him in person, I'm just like. Ugh. <laughs> you nasty motherfucker. I don't. Ugh. That nigga tried to run it up. You was on that motherfucker. Like, I know these ain't, because these motherfuckers ain't equating to no dollars. What the fuck is this? I can't monetize this shit. Nah. <laughs> it's just like, and now he's like, he's got like a real career and stuff. Like, I don't know, a real career, but 
Shit seems like it's going better for him, but I'll never be able to forget them fake views he bought. Whatever. Yeah, so no, what do you got on the way? I mean, shit, I got more music on the way, more, more videos, you feel me? Um, I'm going to be dropping a, a tape soon, you feel me? So, like, I'm just, my shit all music orientated, you feel me? Real spillish. That's dope, though. I mean, I feel like you, you definitely have the talent to be, like, one of these sort of long-term L.A. hardcore actual rappers that doesn't have to, like, try to fall back on some bullshit. Hell yeah, good looking. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you coming through, man. Mandatory. Good looking for having me, man. Life. We understand. Life. Let's do it. No Jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com. Request the No Jumper Cushy, a local dispensary. Appreciate y'all. Hey. Hey.